Hello and welcome to the Messages and Methods Livecast Life 2.0 Livestream Podcast hosted by Encore Entrepreneurs, Shelley Carney and Toby Yunus. We inspire excitement for content creation and marketing your brand and business while answering all your technology and digital marketing questions. Join us as we interview experts who share their knowledge and experience to provide actionable tips to land more clients, nurture leads, and position yourself as an expert in your industry. Chat with Shelly and Toby every Wednesday on YouTube or Facebook. Well, hello and welcome. Uh, we're so happy that you are here today with us on Messages and Methods. And we have a very special guest today. Our guest is Jen McFarland. We met Jen at the She Podcasts live conference, and she was one of the speakers and sponsors. Uh, Jen is the leader of Women Conquer Business, which is a digital marketing services for women-led businesses. And she has a podcast associated with that business. And she also is uh, running a new business called Epiphany Courses. And uh, she has a uh, sort of a web-based uh, podcast kind of a premium, you call it premium, uh, content on that podcast. So uh, we talked all about that in Jen's interview, which released today at one o'clock as a podcast. And you can go there and listen to that and learn more about Jen and her podcasts there. Today, we're going to get more into uh, digital marketing and how Jen can help our audience of Encore entrepreneurs to learn more about their marketing and how to improve it. Hola. Hey. Do you want to mention real quickly before we get into our interview with Jen, mm -hmm. what happened on Anchor and Spotify today? Oh, you have to give some breaking news. All right. So Anchor is offering its uh, podcasters, those who are using the Anchor platform, to be able to upload video to Spotify. So we're taking today's video that we're putting out uh, as a live stream on YouTube and Facebook, and we're going to download that video and then upload it to Anchor so that they can share it onto Spotify. So Spotify will be showing this as a video, or you can listen to just the audio as a podcast. Uh, so you have that that little bit of a versatility with it there. Yeah, and we still are going to not only Anchor, but the uh, nine other podcasting platforms that we have been uh, distributing to for the past several months. But this is a new feature that Anchor offered, uh, and the video will go on the Spotify platform, which is kind of Spotify's brand. They're trying to expand their reach in terms of content creation. So uh, it is by invitation. We did get an email, actually, you, you'll get an email if you're an Anchor FM user saying uh, that they'll offer you the option and you have to apply for it. And we literally just got our application approved this morning. So we uploaded last week's video. We haven't seen it on Spotify, but it's a nice addition to uh, the Anchor line, the Anchor slash, I guess it's Spotify slash Anchor line of content availability. So take advantage of it if you can. It is not ready for live streaming yet. Spotify is not ready for live streaming yet. It is a video upload. But my guess is that within a few months, six or so, they'll provide us an option that we can live stream to Spotify as well. Yeah, because they do do the uh, live streaming of audio. So yeah, yeah. that could be in the works. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. Well, welcome, Jen McFarland. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me and how cool that it's coinciding with a new techie development because as you know i love tech and all the the parts of digital marketing but also automation and all of this and i love that now spotify who owns anchor is taking advantage of that ownership in a way that i think is really exciting for people who like podcasts and because people are on their phones and video is big on phones too so uh, I'm honored to be part of this, like first few people to be on video with you on right. Spotify. Right. I know you've been doing the live stream for a long time. So this is exciting. And uh, yeah, so cool. Thank you so, so much for having me. Oh, our pleasure. It was a good day. Uh, regarding Spotify, I'm wondering, uh, will you get the portability with the video that you do with the audio? So for example, if I want an audio podcast, I can download it. I can listen to it at my mm -hmm. leisure doing whatever I'm doing. I wonder if they'll do the same with the video or you have to actually be on the app or the platform to be able to view. Well, them. I think you can do the app on your phone, but uh, we'll see. 
Don't well, we are, but we've only we like I said, we've only done this this morning. So yeah, <laughs> thanks thanks for being with us for, this, for that. Uh, Back to you. All right. So Jen, um, just give us a brief uh, overview of your career, uh, where you're at now, so people have an understanding of that. Sure. I have over 25 years of marketing experience. I've done everything from graphic design to de development to working on large scale marketing campaigns. But the, my favorite people to work with are the people I work with now who are, I, I actually work primarily with Encore entrepreneurs, which is so funny because I don't market myself as that at all. But I work with tech averse business owners who really want to upscale what they're doing with their marketing. Like maybe they've had their business for a while. They've seen a certain amount of success, but the, the techie bits and some of the marketing really stresses them out. So they need somebody who can translate what it is that they need and do. And that's what I was really great at at the corporate level before I started my position or before I started my business. I was an executive at the city of Portland. I worked in technology projects and I was really that tech translator. People would come and they'd be like, I really want this. And then it was my job to find it and communicate with the nerds so that it would happen. And I think that that's why now I have found a lot of success with tech adverse people because they're like, I really want this and it's just not possible. Mm. And I'm like, well, actually just about anything is possible. It's a matter of whether or not it's a good idea based on your goals and where you're headed as an organization and really about the, the money part too. You know, anything's possible, but how much money do you have to put into it? Um, and I think that that's why when we met at She Podcasts, I really enjoy talking to both of you because I know that you do a lot of work around like, hey, this is possible. We can make it as easy as as we can. You know, when you're talking to people about live streaming and making that content, really repurposing it in several different places so that people get a lot more mileage out of it and see a lot more results. That was really exciting to me because I don't think I've met a lot of other people who are working in a similar space as me and who are really committed to helping people grasp these concepts that can be really difficult in a way that they can then take it and use it and improve their business. So I'm just so grateful that I met you at She Podcast because I just love seeing other people doing things and thinking about it philosophically in the same way that I do. That's right. We do. We have a lot in common. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was, it was great meeting you. And I, I, uh, I am featured in myself on one of Jen's upcoming podcast episodes. So uh, we'll, we'll yeah, make sure we sure let everybody know when that is released. Uh -huh. Yeah. I, I, I like your commentary <laughs> about uh, technology adverse, whether they're senior citizens or not. We constantly remind ourselves that although we are seniors and we have a great deal of experience in this matter, we're, we make up about 5% of the population. Um, and even a lesser percentage of the senior population that know about these things. And, it, and we, we had this conversation yesterday about one of our clients and we wondered, you know, he seems to be very adept at all this. Uh, eventually he'll be able to do, uh, you know, his own uh, podcast, his own live stream. And Shelly and I talked about it and there's so much involved in it. it. It's one thing to be on as a guest. And we know you're different because you're already doing this. It's one thing to be on as a guest, but it's a completely different thing to expect that you're going to be able to do this all by yourself uh, with all the necessary audio, video, streaming, you know, and internet components. So uh, I think you're right. I think one of the mistakes, and, and this is a mistake that I've that I've shared with others throughout my career is that we assume everybody knows as much about this as we do. And the reality is yeah. they don't, you know, there's a big percentage that don't. Well, and I think that when also, you know, I'm, I, I'm assuming I run into this with my clients and I'm assuming you run into it with yours and people are like, I don't even know what I would talk about. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what you do. You're the owner of your business. Mm -hmm. You know so much that I, it's a mystery to me. So think about, all of the things that you take for granted, you've got like this huge treasure trove of content that's just waiting for people to hear it. People just want to hear it. Uh -huh. So don't worry about running out of things to say. <laughs> worry about running out of time to say all the things that you need to say. Uh, <laughs> and it kind of frees people up. You know, I, I think that when somebody can can lift the carry the load of the things that really stress us out, in this case, tech, and other times it's marketing, it could be anything, that when somebody comes along and says, you know what, that's possible, you can do it, 
your message is important enough that that will help you figure that out and get it out there to the world. And, and it's amazing. The other thing is amazing, and you probably have this experience. It, 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 you asked them to talk about that if they had cornered you at a cocktail party, they could talk for hours about what they do, how they grew their business, what their business is, and that's all you're asking them to do. Tell me those stories. So uh, yeah. they're they're not going to talk about anything that they don't already know comfortably. Sally? Absolutely. Yeah. When I uh, I used to interview a lot of comp cities. I would work on policies for the city of Portland and I would do all kinds of things. And before I remember before I had to interview people, you know, this was like, it wasn't podcasting or talking to people all the time. And I was kind of like stressed out about it. And I went to my husband and I'm like, I don't even know how I'm going to do this. And, and he said something that I think about several times a week. It like really unlocked things for me. And he said, people love to talk about themselves. Mm -hmm. Just ask them about themselves and, and they'll do it, you know? And, and I think that, that sometimes when we're sharing out in like marketing land or social media or whatever blogs, we forget that like, not only do people like to talk about themselves. So go ahead and talk about yourselves. People like to listen and learn. That's kind of how those conversations work. And I, I think that that advice has really helped me uh, throughout you know, becoming a podcaster and, and really with my clients as well is, you know, listening and, and taking that in. And I, and I think I talked about it on the podcast episode as well, like being a Peace Corps volunteer, that was like the biggest thing is sitting back, listening to what people said they actually wanted and how that's really helped me as a business owner as well. So you didn't mention in your little background piece, you didn't mention the Peace Corps. Tell us about that. Yes, she did. In her, oh, other, video, did? In her other eye. Oh, <laughs> that's why Weren't you listening? Again. She Sorry. was in Kazakhstan. <laughs> All right. Well, but she hasn't done it on this, right? Not here yet. Yeah, no, yeah, not today. No, no right. go listen to the podcast. She okay, talks all point. about it. All right. Oh, yeah. I think what I, I even, yeah. Is the, uh, the course that you offered during she podcasts to the people who attended your talk, uh, which was about marketing, online marketing, and the tools that we use. Um, but the course that you offered was called Three Mistakes That Podcasters Make. Am I, am I correct in that? Yeah, yeah. What are those three mistakes? What are we doing wrong? Well, I think that one of the things, and I think that, that you solve it a lot with the work that you do, one of the biggest mistakes that people make is they think of the podcast as something completely separate from their business. Like I'm doing this thing <laughs> that takes a lot of time and energy and they create this whole ecosystem around the podcast. And then it becomes almost like this separate automation system from the rest of their business. So that means they're not integrating it into their marketing of, for their business. They're not including the services and the support, uh, why they have the podcast, like what is it that they're doing? What's the end goal, but more, to the point of like the work that I do and the things that I see is they're also creating like all of this tech and marketing machine. And then they have this whole separate tech and marketing machine for their business. Mm -hmm. And you just end up wearing yourself out. You know, mm -hmm. it, it has to be an, an integrated system where podcasting and what I say, I think in the course is pot, you have to put podcasting in its place. It has to be solidly in the marketing bucket and it's a content marketing piece just like live streaming and podcasting and blogging. That's why using that in an integrated sort of way is so powerful because people consume content differently, but then that work has to be in support of what it is that, that you are offering as your primary services um, for your business, if, if your podcast is part of that. And I think that for many of us, it becomes easy to think of the podcast as some creative thing that we do that's fun on the side, uh, but it's a pretty expensive hobby after a while. That can, and by expensive, I don't mean like necessarily the cost of hosting or things like that. I just mean like the the time um, is expensive. You know, the the overall impact that it can have, unless you place it in in its place where it needs to be. And I think I pretty much covered the three things in what I just said. Um, I have them very distinctly like laid out and what that could look like and then what the transformation could look like in the course. Because once we have a well-oiled machine, uh, then we find that the podcast is doing its job, meaning it's attracting more of the people that we want into our businesses and into our uh, you know, ecosystem 
of who we want to know and not only like customers, but like who are our referral partners, who are the people who are doing things that are similar to me that have a similar set of values. All of those things start to happen because we've integrated it into what we're doing on the daily in our business. And we are thinking thinking of it as a marketing piece that can also amplify sales. We have it done in such a way that it's not operationally crippling us so we don't have time to help our customers. So it, it's kind of about looking at it a little bit more holistically within the business. And that was actually, it, to me, from my perspective, that was actually the magic of that course was kind of saying, look, here's what a business looks like. Here's where here's where your podcast is. That doesn't diminish the work that you do as a podcaster. It actually makes it easier when you see where it sits within your organization. And it doesn't even matter how big your organization is. You just don't realize that you're wearing every single one of those hats all the time if you're a small business. Mm-hmm. I think the people that we work with, our clients, they, they've got that component in place uh, for the most part. Although we do have one uh, client who is a doctor and he just wants to speak to other experts and share that knowledge with the world. Uh, so we have what we call our encore entrepreneurs. And then we have a whole other segment, which we call legacy live streamers. They're people mm-hmm. who are retired. They don't want to work. They just want to have fun. They want to play and they just want to have a podcast so that they are able to reach out to those people that they would love to learn more from and say, Hey, I have a podcast and I'd love you to be a guest. Uh, won't you be on my podcast? So um, do you see, do you see uh, you know, kind of a, a split between those types of people, the ones who want to uh, incorporate their podcast into their business and ones who just want to play and learn? Leave a legacy. Yeah, I mean, I think that, and I spoke about this maybe at She Podcast Live. Uh, I recently had to re-record my session from She Podcast Live, so I know and submit it, so I know <laughs> that it's on there in the new version of what I talked about. Um, but I think it's really important to define your podcast why. Like, what is it that like will get you up every week or monthly, however often you do your show or your live stream? What is it when you're having that dark night of the soul and you're like, nobody's listening? (laughs) What is it that gets you up and excited about it? And if that's leaving a legacy, then, you know, then, then it's leaving a legacy. And the goals are just different for that. The way that you market it is different for that. The one thing that I would say about leaving a legacy, don't just be worried about other people's legacies. Also think about your own legacy. So don't, don't, be so busy interviewing other people that they forget that you are also an expert. Um, And I can say that truthfully about the Women Conquer Business podcast (laughs) that I had. Um, It it wasn't, I wasn't always good about talking about what it is that I was good at and what it is that I was bringing to clients because I was getting so excited and involved in the people that I was talking to. And then what would happen is before or after the interview, we would have conversations about what I do (laughs) And people would, you know, hire me or, you know, as guests, um, but it wasn't maybe as effective in terms of making sure that people knew what my legacy was and and the what I bring to the table. And I think that that's true for the legacy people is like, make sure that they know what you do. Why are you an expert? Why do these people even want to talk to you? And and it might come through in the interview or not, but I think that sometimes we think it's just implied and we have, we do have to be a little more forward with people in my experience, mm-hmm. um, in order for it to be effective marketing. With the broad variety of content that is potentially available, you can do, as Shelley describes, uh, the legacy, uh, you can do an interview, you can do a solo, the yep. solo can be uh, scripted, or it could be extemporaneous. You could do a panel. Shelly and I are even thinking about doing summits. With all yeah. those options, uh, and and a discussion in the context of the discussion of why, uh, do they limit themselves when they say, "I'm just going to do myself," or "I'm just going to do presentations"? Aren't those options available to anyone who decides to podcast? And how do they get from why to kind of? What, how am I going to do, what and how am I going to do this? 
Yeah. So the first question is why? And then it's kind of the other part of it is like, you know, it's kind of that, that, that deeper, like people will be like, well, I just think it's fun. I want to do it. And it's like, well, no, what are you really trying to build? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the second layer of that why question, because uh, you can't really bring somebody else in to help you. You can't, you know, no marketing person worth their salt is going to help somebody who doesn't know what they want. <laughs> like, it's just really hard to help. And I think that you know that too. Uh -huh. It's kind of like, well, I can build this system for you, um, but it won't really pay off until you really know what it is that you're growing. What is it that you're growing? What is it that you're building? It could be, I'm growing connections. I'm growing thought leadership. I want to have summits, you know, um, but there has to be something that you're interested in in growing and like deepening. And that's really what it is that can help people. Like if you're having presentations and you're doing that, I would think that at some point, uh, whether you do it in the beginning or later on, you might want to have some sort of offer. <laughs> you know, it's really hard it, it because it doesn't really feed you if you're like just sharing it and sharing it and sharing it. And you're not opening it up to comments. You're not opening it up to a deeper discussion with somebody. You're not opening it up to helping somebody. So it is really about um, why are you doing it? And then what is it that you're trying to grow? And, and then that's what you can really be building toward. We all need goals. And oftentimes we just start doing things and then it's not satisfying. And it oftentimes it's because we haven't set fulfilling goals around those things. Yeah, I feel like uh, if, the, if the why is I'm just doing it for fun. That'll get you through three episodes, and then uh, yeah, and, then, and the work, the effort, and the time doesn't justify it. it. There's a point at which it's not fun anymore, just because of the effort. So, I, I think that's why most podcasts fail after seven episodes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Pod fade mm -hmm. is is what it's called. It's very real, and I think it's because that excitement can get you through a big blast of recording, and then after that, it, it's not fun anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah becomes work. <laughs> it, it is work. Yeah. Within the course uh, that you offered, the three mistakes podcasters make, which I, which I did, I went through the course, I found one thing that stuck out for me that I would like to dive into a little bit uh, today. And that was the four pillars of online marketing, which you listed as uh, your website, your content, your email, and your social media. Mm -hmm. And you said that they come in that order. You need to pay attention to them in that order. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Why is the website so important and what should we be doing to capitalize on that? And then uh, on down the list. Sure. And the caveat is if you don't have a website, and you are offering something locally, you can use Google My Business for that. Not everybody qualifies for that. Um, so a lot of it, there's a lot of a lot of reasons for it, like philosophically. The most important reason around the website is I, I think we all know how busy social media is. And there are a lot of studies out there about it was designed by the people who designed casinos. And guess what? They want to keep you engaged on their platform. They're constantly changing the rules. And frankly, social media is more pay to play. It's really important to have a space that you own, that you control, that you're able to guide people to what it is that you want them to see, how they want, how you want them to see it, and what it is that you want them to do with it. Uh, social media is where a lot of people put an awful lot of energy. Um, and, and the downside of it is that it's tech, it's, mostly not a transactional channel. There are a couple of social media platforms that are more transactional. One of them is YouTube, and but it's a search engine. <laughs> and the other one is Pinterest, which is, guess what, also a search engine. Those are the, the number two and number three search engines out there. Well, maybe Bing slips in there somewhere. But after Google, those are, those are social media that also are search engines. Most people don't go to social media to buy. They go there to be social. Um, but it's free and easy. And I say free because organic content, you don't really get as far. Um, I mentioned social media, even though it's number four, because people tend to go there because they think it's easier. If you go through the process of building a website and building out your content, so whether that is blogging or live streaming, if you go to the trouble of doing that, you are learning an awful lot about what you're making and why you're making it. 
And then it makes everything else much easier. When you skip ahead to social media and you're putting everything out there in this public space and you're just kind of like, I'm do this, 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 this. And it's like, all you know, you confuse yourself and you confuse your potential customers. But if you spend the time to really plan something out and learn about it and learn about what, what it is and how you talk about it and realize how much words matter in this platform that you're crafting for yourself, then when you start to share that message on your on your email list, which is by far the most effective channel, especially over social media for selling and for getting people really engaged in your community, you're better positioned after creating some content, after going through the process of a website to share it on an email list. And then you've learned a lot through that whole process and selecting the right social media platform and engaging in the right way becomes so much easier. And I think that it's people put them out of order because there's all this chatter out there about um, websites are dead, email marketing is dead. <laughs> None of that's true. It's it's really about having those places where people aren't as mentally cluttered and busy. And, and that's part of what makes it so effective. Yeah. Uh, I've... You know, we we finally got a website together, and <laughs> we do point it in a lot of different directions. But to our content, to our blog, to our podcast, to our videos, um, if you go to our website, it's basically it's the hub where you can find out all the information about us and what we do, and then it can send you off in different directions from there. So I that's how I look at a website. I should point out, Shelley very Absolutely. generously used the word we. There's, there's, there's no we about it. It was all her. If there wasn't for her, we wouldn't have a website. So. Well, this is probably true. It, and it is that hub. And it's not to say that that's where you spend the most time necessarily. You you can be, you're driving traffic toward that. And it really is just so that you're providing clarity to people who are like, oh, you know, I really want to learn more. Like they're watching the live streams and they're like, oh, I really want to learn something else. And then what that does is you're providing them with a safe, clear place that isn't going to get buried by an algorithm or, you know, maybe it's going to have ads from somebody else that could confuse them. And and that's really the benefit of the website. It's it's not even that you create the because there's no more. If you build it, they will come with a website. <laughs> it's really like you build it because it's the space that you've you own. Um, and control. It's not so much that, uh, that that people will automatically come. Now, with content comes search engine optimization. And one of the things that I talk about a fair amount is there are some, you know, free, cheap, and easy ways that you can find out how other people talk about the things that you care about that will help you structure your content in such a way that it's more attractive for search engines. Um, for most people, that's as deep as you really need or want to go into search engine optimization um, because otherwise it starts to get, um, at least in my experience, it gets to be a little much for people to manage SEO completely on their own. Um, but you can think about your content in different ways and make sure that you're using the words that people use to describe what you do, or maybe these are, if you own a business, these are like what comes up in reviews and testimonials. And then you can be sharing that with people in a way that's meaningful. And that's the other thing that's so powerful about a website is it is a place for you to put all of that social proof, <laughs> all of the good things that people are sharing with you. If you send out an email or you have some comments on social media, guess what? The website is the place where you can be like, look, I've helped all of these people. Here's what they say. And then it it it's what people really look at. In my other presentations, I talk about how, and this is still astounding to me um, because I know so many people who put fake reviews on websites, which I do not advocate for. That's a really bad idea. Uh -huh. But they say that reviews are, 88% of people find reviews just as effective as advice from a friend, uh, which is crazy to me, <laughs> but I'm the person who goes to a website and I'm like, hmm, is this a real person? <laughs> and I mm -hmm. like do a web search for whoever has left the review because I just don't trust them. Mm -hmm. uh, and 
and but they are very powerful and so there's a real reason for integrating all of this information that you're gathering from all these different places and putting them on a on on a place that you own and then guess what the what people say then that's all good content that you can then share on all of your other channels so it it, it really is a circle for like sharing things um, in different ways so uh, since you guys are talking about website i'm going to use this opportunity to share with you <laughs> Jen's website. Tell us a little bit about your Women Conquer Business website. Yeah, so a question that I get from people a lot is, do you help men? And the answer is yes. This is a, the, our first lesson in marketing is you, um, <laughs> you don't market to everyone. <laughs> so, uh, so what this is about, you know, untie the knots and find joy in marketing your business. Uh, you know, I'm really looking for the people who are, uh, maybe tired of marketing their business or confused by all the chatter out there. And so as you kind of go down, it's like, who are you? Like, I'm looking for people who are like super smart, super purpose-driven. And then I'm that nerd that like helps it make a lot more sense. And so there's services on there. I love looking at your digital landscape and helping you come up with short, medium, and long-term goals to really help you uh, get the most out of all of this investment that you've made in creating a business that you want to promote. And so that's, for the most part, what Women Conquer Business is about, is consulting, some speaking, um, <laughs> and then the blog and the podcast. You can tell that I'm like a content creator disguised as a consultant because I've got like 100 podcast episodes and I think uh, 100 blog posts as well uh, because I just really love... Um, writing and sharing um, content. And one of my passions is like getting information into people's hands so that they can make uh, the best choices for their their own business. Um, you know, uh, so that's, that's really what this is about, you know, amplifying other people's work, um, you know, getting getting all of that stuff out there. Um, so that's really my consulting business. Uh, my new initiative that is that I'm working on with a co-founder is called Epiphany Courses, and these are online courses that are, you know, my co-founder uh, Gail Bender and I. She's like the she's a consultant CFO. I'm a consultant. I'm a marketing consultant. We're putting all of our efforts together, and we're saying, okay, what are the questions that we've answered over and over and over again, <laughs> and how do we structure that in a way? that we can help business leaders who don't want to go through like an eight to 10 hour online course, you know, and who aren't really necessarily looking to build skills in SEO. They just want to know what it is and when they need it. And we've created epiphany courses to really help people make these, these business-based decisions in a quicker way. So our bread and butter are, you know, courses for people so that they can learn about a topic and decide when it's, they're really decision-making courses instead of skill-building courses. Um, and then we offer in-depth courses for the team. So say you learn about SEO and you're like, oh, okay, well, I, I think that our team can do that. Then that's the in-depth skill-building course around that. But if a business leader wants to learn about SEO, that's search engine optimization. That's like an hour or less because people just don't have a lot of time for that. And then the podcast that comes off of that is 20 minutes or less uh, because people don't have a lot of time uh, to listen to audio either if you're busy running a company. So I do want to point out that uh, I have posted the links to both those websites in the chat. So if you want to get there, just go to the link in the chat. I also want to take this opportunity to mention uh, the interview that we did with Jen at She Podcasts. This is it on Spotify, and I've already posted it once, but I'll do it again. I'll post that in the chat as well. So if you want to listen to that interview, um, again, the one that we did at uh, she, the She Podcasts conference in um, Scottsdale. October, in Scottsdale, yes. October. Mm -hmm. All right. Great. Um, so thank you for going over your websites with us. Next, I would like to get into something that uh, is exciting to me, automation. And I know that that is a big thing for you to incorporate um, applications and systems to automate uh, a person's business so that they can have more free time to do these other things. Uh, like we talked about the content creation and the emailing and all of that. Uh, so 
what tips do you have for our audience when it comes to applications and automations? Sure. So I have a couple of things. So there, I have a couple of books behind me. I did not write these. Uh, one's by Brian Kramer, the other one's by Mark Schaefer. And they're called Human to Human Marketing by Brian Kramer. And the other one is Marketing Rebellion by Mark Schaefer. And they're really about philosophically the reason why I, it, and, it, and so I come at automation from a different place. I really believe in human connection and that we market so that we can meet cool people and, and work together. And so for me, <laughs> we automate so we can be more human in our business. So that is that I'm always trying to automate. So I have more free time to talk to cool people. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not automating for the sake of automating so that, you know, I, I just, it, it, you can over automate your business. So I want to start there and say, uh, you automate so that you're lightening the load and you're making it easier for people to engage with you in the way that you would like them to. You don't automate so that you don't ever have to talk to a person again. So what does that look like? Well, an example is the work that Toby and Shelly are doing where they're like, oh, you want to live stream? Oh, you don't have time to do all these other things? <laughs> you know, Here, we're going to automate it so that you can do one thing and it will do many and and that's that's one of the things that I really enjoy is doing that like one to many. So like repurposing. This is like a, a repurposing machine when you like live stream and you use it for different things. You can also take that and use a program like repurpose where it will take what you've made and then it will automatically make social media posts for you uh, with transcriptions. So there's repurpose.io. There's also... Um, the program that I love that I mentioned at She Podcasts, which is called Lately.ai, where you can add your blog post, add your podcast, or add your video. <laughs> and Lately helps you schedule out social media onto all of the platforms. And it will take that video and it will edit the video for you and give you the written clip from each, from what you said in that video clip. And then it will schedule it out for forever, <laughs> as long as you want. And so it'll generate, depending on how long it is, it'll generate maybe like a hundred options and you can just delete the ones that don't make any sense and, and add the ones that you want and it adds the hashtags and everything. Um, it's very effective for that because as you know, video is very powerful. Uh, Missing Letter is a cheaper version of that. Um, it will take your blog post and it will um, make, create posts for you. It doesn't edit audio and video for you and attach it. Uh, but what missing letter has that isn't available through lately is something called curate. And it's something I've been playing with a lot and mm -hmm. I really have been loving it. <laughs> I managed to get missing letter and curate on AppSumo, which is a platform where you can, you can get lifetime deals to certain pieces of software. Missing letter is one that um, <laughs> I don't know how, how often it's paid off for me, but what they have is something called curate within missing letter and it's a content curation platform. So what that means is I can say I made a podcast with Shelly. When I go live with that, I will put the link to that in missing letter curate and I'll write a snappy little description about it and then I'll hit send. <laughs> and then what Curate does is it means everybody else who's interested in that topic is then scheduling it in Missing Letter to go out on their social media. Uh -huh. So it means that like I might have a post that I might share like 20 times, but now it's also being shared 100 times by uh, people, all of the users of Missing Letter. Um, and that's that. This, the second one down in that Features button there where it says Curate. And you're basically sharing your content with other people who share content on social media. Interesting. So it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so for the new business, Epiphany Courses, that's where I've really been testing this. Mm -hmm. And it's been a really excellent way to get a lot of people to share <laughs> these new blog posts that we have hmm. uh, without, and, and we're getting a lot of traffic from it without having to do all of the work it's just other people that are interested in it. Um, Lately is really great for like scheduling content out 
Um, if you're going to use Curate, you might as well just use Missing Letter. Uh, but lately, uh, I interviewed the owner of Lately, uh, Kate Bradley Chernis. She's a really cool person who did marketing at Walmart and had this spreadsheet. And she basically took that spreadsheet and figured out how to use artificial intelligence <laughs> to automate posts um, in and, and make it super successful. I would say that by and large, their, their customers aren't necessarily solopreneurs. Mm -hmm. They're typically for bigger companies, uh, but it's a really well-made product and it can save you hours. I think it's great for podcasters uh, because of the easy way in which podcasters can share their content in a different way. What Repurpose does is a little bit different in that um, you can take um, you can take like a video that you make and it will do part of what Toby and Shelly do, but it's also, for me, it's also that it will create, you know, like the square videos that you need for Instagram automatically with the transcription underneath it. It'll do, it'll do some of the different things to do it so you don't have to outsource all of, all of that work. Um, I would be curious to know how you coach people through this process because you probably have a different tool that I don't know about, or maybe you use repurpose for something like that. Um, but it's a really interesting tool um, that can send things kind of all over the place. Honestly, we had a tool that we loved uh, and they were bought out by GoDaddy and we're waiting for GoDaddy to bring it back out. It was called Vidnami and they, oh. uh, they sold out earlier this year. So we'll have to take a closer look at this repurpose. I, I wouldn't use the phrase sold out. What they did is they were they sold their company. Well, they did, but it wasn't like they uh, just take the big money. It was a, they were a small company, like <laughs> seven people. GoDaddy noticed them. They were a great product and a great product line. GoDaddy noticed and bought them, and uh, their Facebook page went crazy. Uh, like you can't do this to us. GoDaddy has promised they're going to bring it back in uh, in December under their much broader platform called Studio or something like that. GoDaddy Studio. Something like that. So it's going to be part of that. So we're looking forward to getting it back. It was a tool. And we've been, we've been, we've missed it since. Yeah. This repurpose yeah. looks very interesting. I have posted those links in the chat room so that oh, if cool. you want to get to them when you see the replay of this video, you guys can uh, you can see those as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've used repurpose for years. Um <laughs> And and it works it works as it's supposed to. The only thing about repurpose is you have to be careful. There's some things you might actually want to do manually, like hit do it, you know, um, because sometimes you can, like I said, you can over automate, and then it kind of <laughs> some things you don't want to have automatically posting. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it will do a lot of really cool stuff. Um, I bought, I, I'm the worst. I, in every presentation I've tell people don't click on Facebook ads. And I think most of the time I do it to tell myself, don't click on don't Facebook ads, ads. Yeah. <laughs> but I got something that's really cool. It's called content fries. I don't know that we want to share the link necessarily because it's a little buggy, but it'll do the same thing. Um, hmm. you can make templates and then it like repurposes into different sizes. Um, it's gotten better in the last year that I've been using it. Um, but they, they do that kind of thing too, where, um, you can upload a video and they'll make it into all different sizes. Um, but repurpose is way more stable and, um, easier for people to use. It's more of what I would, what I would share with clients. Like, it's so funny. I, I test things out all the time cause I love software. So, um, I try things all the time that I would never <laughs> recommend to another human being. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if, Totally you got to you got to try it out. We don't know if it's good or not. Yeah. 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 So we don't use it, but I noticed the list of here's repurpose.io for video creators, live streamers and podcasters and it looks like the video creator and live streamer and this is basically what we recommend to our clients. It's called the content creation framework. Um yep. and um so it does a lot of that for you. Um and um I think it would be very helpful. I didn't look at the pricing. But it's probably uh, it's like twenty dollars a month. Yeah, yeah. 25. It's a subscription-based podcaster content marketer plan, agency plan. So um, that twenty-five dollars a month, you know, people look at those prices, the subscription prices, and we know from experience. There's a couple. Of, well, what we're using right now, Streamyard, um, we pay forty-nine dollars a month. Uh, but it does everything that we need it to do without a lot of effort. We can start 
uh, a podcast like this by sending an invitation to our guest 15 minutes beforehand. And then we do the podcast, it stores it, it saves it as a video and an audio, then we can upload things. But the amount of time that it saves us over a month, far out, what's the right word? Outweighs. Uh, the $49 a month we spend, you couldn't put a price on the number of hours we would, we would have to, the time we would, and effort we would have to spend doing this otherwise. So, and we've done it yeah. that way using, you know, uh, desktop based uh, uh, platform. So uh, we think, we think any product like this repurpose, for example, is at least worth you investigating. And generally speaking, this one doesn't, but there's a lot of them that offer a free plan that, you know, doesn't have as much, as much, as many of the features that you might find in their paid for plan, but it lets you research it. And that's one of the things I'll do this weekend. I'll go check out repurpose and we'll be able to make a recommendation. Although I think having Jen's recommendation is probably uh, <laughs> enough for uh, us right now. So that, that's kind of how I feel about lately. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and how much is your time worth to you? And I know how much time I was spending scheduling out podcasts because I, I'm I'm serious about promoting the people who are on my show. I'm also serious about promoting when I'm on somebody else's show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the amount of time that it would take me to craft posts and really do that in a meaningful way, it's quicker if I let somebody else automate the, the things and I can just edit it. And and I feel that way about repurpose. I feel that way about lately. I feel that way about uh, missing letter as well. Like things like social media, it's like we have to do it, um, but it, it really shouldn't take up like all of our time. Um, yeah. Yeah, especially if it isn't your business. I mean, this happens to be our business, so it's worth our time. But if you're an encore entrepreneur and your business is selling tamales, um, you don't want to spend a lot of time with this, you know. So, oh, tell me that. more. Uh, I, I love tamales. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> Either that or call Jen or Toby and Shelly and we'll do it for you. you know? Yeah. I mean, and I think that, you know, outside of, of like social media, there are so many other opportunities for automation, you know, having an email list, asking, asking people to opt in and then sending things out. You can have things like you can add your RSS feed to your email marketing provider so that anytime you drop a new episode from that feed, it, it will automatically send it out to your listeners. Um, that way, if you get busy, you know at least something is going out um, and you can you can have, you know, the something in like the header and the footer so that you know that you're covering your bases in terms of other things you want to say to people every week. Um, there are so many ways that you can just lighten the load a little bit. Um, and a lot of times when I talk to people about automation, it's really about like, what's, what is it that you need? <laughs> what would make your life easier? And then we start to dive in around like how to do it. And the other thing I will say is when I work with people, I can save people a ton of money. Cause I'll be like, okay, what programs are you using now? <laughs> and then they can do a lot more stuff than than they know or they think if we just start to 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 take the lid off of like what it is that they're doing and then anytime you add something new to what you're doing make sure it integrates with the other pieces a lot of times people get kind of um i don't know enamored with something and it's like that's great but it doesn't talk to anything else you're using <laughs> so like like don't fall in love with something that that is fancy or like shiny object, um, make sure that it has a clear purpose that is supporting your overall goals. Can I tell a quick sheep podcast story? Okay. So when we were at shop, we, and we talked about this in the review that we did when we were there, uh, I had Shelly and I both won prizes at the uh, digital bingo. And the prize that I won was that Sure SV7 camera. Uh, I'm sorry, microphone. microphone. And when Jen came for the interview, she noticed it. I still had the box sitting there and she noticed it. (laughs) And she said, oh, I want one of those so bad, but I can't talk my husband into it. And then I think we ran into her on the last day of the show. (laughs) And she said, I did it. I bought it. And I just noticed that's the microphone that she has, uh, that she's using today. So I guess and it's yeah. so much easier for me on the daily. Like when I tell people, they're just horrified because I have the Shure SM7B like sitting on the other side of my computer, um, which is like phenomenal microphone. But for what I use my microphone for every day and what I need it for, it wasn't practical. Yeah. Um, and so it has to be like 
like form and function are really important. And that's not to say I don't use that microphone, but it now has like a specific purpose within uh -huh. everything else that I'm doing. And, yeah. you know, I mean, you're not using your sure uh, <laughs> MV7, like you, you know, who knows where, where, or if that even fits into your workflow, because you right. already have something that is really working for you. Uh -huh. um, and funny story, I get home with the microphone that I talked to my husband about and he's like, you got another microphone? I'm like, we <laughs> talked about this. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't remember that conversation. <laughs> Yeah. It was funny. He doesn't care. I didn't even need permission. I just like to talk things out, you know, uh -huh. like, and, and it, so it was funny. I came back and he was like, you do not need another microphone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I said, let's talk about all the guitars you have. And he was like, strangely didn't want to talk about that. So <laughs> it was, it, it all turned out. Okay. <laughs> my, my son is a guitar addict. And every time I visit with him, he's got another one hanging on the wall there. <laughs> Form follows function. And like uh, Jen suggests, you pick the tools that are the best for you. And this headset, this Audio-Technica headset, that, that one of which Jen wore, yeah. because this is what we used to do our interviews at Cheap Podcast. This is our form follows function. It is hard for us every time we see uh, a microphone uh, and uh, we think about investing in it. We think to ourselves, how do we replace this? And so it would, you have to find the things that work for you. So, yeah. so thank you for letting me tell that story. Uh -huh. So I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about AppSumo because this is not really something I was familiar with. And then I know that you have a new app on there. So would you fill us, fill us in on that? Yeah. So and I actually don't have an app on there. I have a course on there. So this is where oh, okay. it, it gets kind of interesting. So, and it happened right before she podcast. So like, I didn't, couldn't really talk about it because it was like a big launch as I'm like at this conference trying to talk about something else. Um, but what AppSubo is, it's, it's a place where people can go to buy lifetime deals to software that people need or use to make it easier and more affordable. So you can find like, I mean, all methods and of, of things out there. They have like podcasting software, they have um, email marketing software, they have all kinds of like WordPress things. And, and then they have things that are like really like kind of cutting edge or very useful. Like one that I bought recently is called voice form where you can do audio surveys. And I was like, oh, I wonder how that would work with a podcast. Like, how do you do like audio surveys? You know, so, and there's voice form right there. It's like $69 and you can make, you know, as many voice surveys as you want. And, you know, I mean, it's just a great tool. So what they did at AppSumo, I'm not gonna build an app. Um, I, you know, that's not really what I do, but they started opening it up to a marketplace. And so what that means is if you have a course or an ebook or something that you have about entrepreneurship through this AppSumo marketplace, you can now share and sell products on there. So for Epiphany courses, just to try and get a little bit more visibility in front of some different people, um, I have a an offer that I had on Pinterest called the ultimate podcast planning checklist. And it was a semi-viral pin on Pinterest. So I thought, well, what if I started selling that on AppSumo at a lower price? And then I bet we could build our email list using this. So the product that we have on AppSumo right now is the ultimate podcast planning checklist. And no, it's not just a checklist. It's also videos and really describes like how to how to plan your podcast from um, from ground zero, <laughs> you know, all, all the way up until like launch. And and it's only three bucks. Um, and it's been a good like experience to kind of see how um, selling something on somebody else's platform works. It's been a good experience in terms of uh, making sales and getting an email list. Um, it's been a good experience in um, having somebody else review your product and, and make, give you feedback. Uh, so, so it's been overall a really interesting thing. So it could be something that, you know, a lot of your, your listeners and viewers are really interested in because if you're making anything about entrepreneurship, about content marketing, about marketing, about, 
you know, any of these tools that we're out here using that can really help business owners, um, it might be, it might be a good, a good match, you know, to put something up on AppSumo because then you have somebody else who's, who's running the landing page. And if we get, so we've got, I think like 11 reviews. And then once we hit 10 reviews, they, um, sent out a thing on their Facebook page. You know, when we get to 20 reviews, um, they'll send something out to their email list about the product. And it's a, a good way to kind of have this other like marketing channel that's kind of being supportive of what it is that you're doing. I don't know what the experience is like if you develop an app and you sell it through there. I think it's it's similar um, process because we were in our meetings, we were in the um, in meetings with people who had an app. Um, but I'm sure that they have a lot more hoops to jump through than just like, oh, hey, I have a thing and here we go. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so it was a good experience. And I have, I have found some really good deals on AppSumo <laughs> and I've bought things that never worked out. Um, and that's actually part of the course itself is I talk about the things that I've found on AppSumo that have been really supportive to uh, my business and to my uh, podcast in particular. Uh, things like Missing Letter, um, a book like a boss, <laughs> like I don't have to pay for scheduling apps anymore because I got like years ago, I got book like a boss. So mm -hmm. it's a, it's a really interesting platform. Um, sometimes I wonder how interesting, um, oh, publish drive. That's one I talk about on, um, on, on the course that I have, um, because it helps you, uh, create eBooks and sell them on like Amazon and, and all of the different platforms. And I think that for many podcasters, they can take the transcripts and make those into eBooks. I know that's something that you and I've talked about, probably all three of us talked about, um, and Publish Drive kind of helps facilitate that process. So, so that's the kind of stuff that I talk about in that course. It's really kind of a course for um, people who kind of see these deals and think maybe, maybe some of this stuff is a a good idea. The only thing I don't talk about in that course is like <laughs> the fact that there are a lot of things on there that aren't a good idea. Mm -hmm. And so instead of talking specifically about the apps that aren't a good idea, I kind of go into kind of a, and it's like a whole separate interview for us to talk about like the fundamentals of picking out good software. <laughs> but mm -hmm. basically you don't just buy stuff unless you really have a sense of like how it's going to fit into everything and, and you have some serious goals around it. Um, otherwise you can just waste yeah, so and that applies not just to app, apps and software, but to everything that you bring into your business. Don't mm -hmm. don't just spend money to spend money. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unless you're Toby and I and you just like gadgets yeah. and oh, you know that that's just part of the cost of doing business. <laughs> so so part of it, it not only is the physical gadgets, microphones, cameras, et cetera, et cetera, but I get hung up on these software pieces. I, we, Shelly and I share a... Um, Google document on which all the pieces of software over time, and it's like 12 pages long now that I've purchased, you know, so she has the user ID and password. And eventually she gets around to looking at them and saying, I don't know how we're going to use this. And, and I'm, I, I think there are probably out of the dozens that are so or so that are there, there are, there are probably 10 that we use consistently, but I've got what well, you got to find out somehow. <laughs> um, and some of them have been purchased on AppSumo. So uh, what's nice about AppSumo is that you get, uh, not only do you get a consistent pricing model and it's a lifetime, generally speaking, a yeah. lifetime uh, uh, pricing, uh, but they discount it. The prices that you get on AppSumo would be, are, are less than uh, you would get, than you would have to pay if you bought it directly from the quote manufacturer, unquote. Mm. Yeah, there's no way from, for everything that's in, that product we have up there, there is no way I would ever charge $3 for that yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. outside of that platform. I think that I say, I say on there, the regular price is 15, but knowing now all of the, cause I've, I've since added to it and given even more value for that around different products and stuff. Um, I would say now there's no way I would sell it for anywhere near $15 even, you know? So it's a really good, it's a good deal. I think that for, probably people who are watching, it's good for, um, yeah, I mean, testing, testing things out, selling something, um, getting some more attention to your brand. And the name of your course on AppSumo was? The Ultimate Podcast Planning Checklist. 
the ultimate Sorry, podcast man. planning checklist. All right. Yeah. He's going to look that up so we can get an idea of what that looks like on the screen. Yeah. And it's interesting because at the time I applied for it, they, AppSumo actually reviewed the copy and the photos um, and designed it for me. Um, so that, like I said, that was an interesting thing. Like that's not my design style at all, mm -hmm. um, but they did it kind of for their own platform. Um, and so it was a really interesting experience, you know, to have somebody else, you know, looking at the copy and giving us um, comments. And then I'm allowed to, to leave the first comment um, to give people a little more details. And then, um, and then there's reviews below. So um, it's a really, it's an interesting experience, an interesting platform. And, um, and mostly it's just been a lot of fun to just kind of um, build, build a business in a different way, you know, as a, as a service provider, who's now diving into the um, e-commerce lane, uh, you know, it's, it's just a whole different way of, of thinking about your business and doing things. Mm -hmm. So, well, it's good to have those, uh, those examples out there. So that spark some inspiration for us. I just posted the link in the uh, chat room. So if you guys can want to go check out Jen's course. Or, yeah, or Jen's. And all of those will be in the description box of the video and the podcast as well. Yep. Okay. Well, Jen, is there anything that we uh, didn't ask you today that you would like to, uh, to talk about before we go? No, I just am really appreciative that you had me on your podcast and then on this live um, video and live stream. And um, yeah, I just really appreciate your time and I hope everybody has a really great day. Yeah, take a listen to Jen, the uh, interview that we did with Jen uh, as a podcast, Formula Achieve podcast, because it was pretty much focused on that and how she was leveraging it, how she was, why she was there, the kinds of things that she was doing. It was very informative, I think. And it was about half as long as this one. So you have about an hour and a half total of Jen's content. Because Toby didn't get to talk in that one. That's yeah. why it was so much. Sure, no! <laughs> Slam. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, and I was thinking about it. You may have actually missed the Peace Corps conversation because somebody came to the door in the hotel when during my interview. So you may oh, have stepped, stepped aside and, and, yeah. and missed that part. Well, the other thing too, that I was getting up during uh, the interview, uh, not only was I, of course responsible for recording it, but I was getting up and I was taking pictures. So it could oh, yeah. very well been during that time yeah. uh, too. So, yeah, but, we had a great time but I'll make sure. him listen to it. Again. Read the blog post. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Jen McFarland of Women Conquer Business and Epiphany Courses, and all of her contact information and uh, information that you might need to find out more about Jen and what she does and all of the good things that she offers will be in the description box, as I said, of the video and the podcast. So check that out, please. And uh, we enjoyed our conversation with you not only the initial one where we first met you, but today uh, even more because uh, we just learn more. Every time we talk to you, you give us a new piece of information that we uh, we take action on right away. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, we really appreciate that about you. You're always giving us this great information that we can really use. Um, so thank you for that. Anything else? Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to an opportunity for us to work together on a project. I'm not sure what it is or whether <laughs> that opportunity exists, but you're such a, uh, a fun and uh, informational person to be with. We just want to spend more time with you. So, um, Same. I really enjoyed meeting you. Like th This was one of my big highlights of She Podcasts was getting to know both of you. And, and I really hope we can find a way to do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. There's something there, I'm sure, as Shelly has probably said to you. Yeah. Last words. Uh, join us again next week. We're going to be talking to Adrian Vandervalk of Feminist Hot Dog uh -huh. and Reva Recovery. So uh, stay tuned for that next week. And she has a really interesting personal story that uh, I think some of us can relate to. Not everyone, but uh, but where she is today compared to where she was several years ago is uh, literally the difference between uh, light and dark. So uh, I loved listening to her story as we interviewed her at uh, at uh, She Podcasts. 
And that'll be next week. All right. Thanks for joining us today, and we will see you then. Thank you for joining Messages and Methods Livecast Life 2.0 hosted by Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Please subscribe and leave a comment or question, and we'll consider your ideas for future shows. Share this podcast with your family and friends so they can learn about current digital marketing practices, too. Check the show notes for links and resources and please come back again next week.